and welcome to Real Paranormal Stories. I'm your host, Angel Parker. This week we're going across the United States to the Southwest, to Tombstone, Arizona, to the Ghost of the Wild West. Now this place is a hot spot for paranormal sightings. This is the place where the movie Tombstone took place and is based off of where legendary people Doc Holliday, Wyatt Virgil, and Morgan Earp both lived and breathed. Some place, some people call this place too tough to die, and some believe it to be true, so who knows. There are so many paranormal stories based from Tombstone, from the infamous Birdcage Theater to the Crystal Palace Saloon. I couldn't go over them in one sitting. We start at the famous Birdcage Theater, where it has reportedly 26 deaths inside. <clears throat> As it was also a theater, it was also a saloon, a gambling parlor, and a brothel. Fun fact is, the Birdcage actually hosted the longest running poker game. One of those many deaths, one story stood out to me in particular. It was the death of a woman named Margarita, who was a painted lady, call girl, or lady of the night. Whatever you would like to call her. For while in the middle of her work, she had her heart chiseled out of her chest with a double-edged stiletto also known as a switchblade. They say she appears completely in the nude down by the poker table where the brothel bar used to be, where all the rooms used to be at. This murder was one of the horrendous murders out there at the birdcage, all because of another painted lady by the name of Little Gertie also known as the Gold Dollar. She was known as Little Gertie due to her petite size. She thought that Margarita was stealing one of her regular customers, Mr. Billy McGreen, who was also believed to be Gold Dollar's live-in lover in 1882. She had caught Margarita in the middle of her job with Mr. Billy and then proceeded to pull the switchblade out of her bodice and chisel out Margarita's heart. After the murder had happened, Gold Dollar had ran and was eventually apprehended, but the weapon was nowhere to be found. Fortunately for Gold Dollar, no charges were filed against her since no evidence could be found or no weapon was produced despite escorts and eavesdroppers and eyewitnesses stating that Gold Dollar had did this to Margarita. It was over a century later that the weapon was found behind the Birdcage Theater. Now you can see this weapon on display today, and quite possibly the ghost of Margarita. People have smelled cigar smoke inside the smokeless theater 
and the smell of whiskey when nobody was around to be there. It was known as the Birdgate Theater for its aloft rooms. <laughs> Mr. Wired Earp actually had his one of his rooms up there. It was also where he would secretly meet with his uh, his lover, Miss Josephine Sarah Marcus. He was having an affair. <laughs> From the top of the Birdcage Theater, we make our way down to the basement, where the poker room was later established. This is where the longest poker game in history was made. It was held for 24 hours a day, for 8 years, 5 months, and 3 days, for the minimum buy-in was $1,000. Now today, that might not seem a lot of a lot. But back then, a thousand dollars was almost as ten grand for today. <clears throat> so, needless to say, the stakes were high. Over ten million exchanged hands through ten years. That's how many hands played in this poker game. Some of the famous hands included even Doc Holliday himself, who died of tuberculosis. Now, some say when you go down there, they can still hear the clack of the poker chips, and they can smell them, smell the cigar smoke, and they can smell the whiskey when there's no one down there. As we make our way out of the Burge Cage Theater, we head to our next stop in Tombstone, which is called the Crystal Palace Saloon. It was originally called the Golden Eagle Brewery. It is said that Doc Holliday and his lover, Big Nose Kate, yes, that is her name, still haunt the Crystal Palace Saloon. Now, Doc Holliday and Kate, they met in Fort Griffith, Texas, in 1877. <coughs> Sorry. Doc considered Kate to be his intellectual equal. He would often speak Latin, so everyone around him would know that he was the smartest man in the room. They'd moved around a lot and traveled for a while until they finally came to Tombstone. By the time they got there, their relationship was a bit on the rocky path. They had often come to the Bird uh, Crystal Palace, often intoxicated and fighting already. One time, the county sheriff, Mr. Johnny Benham, used Kate's anger. An attempt to pin two murders and attempted robbery on Doc Holliday. In a fit of rage, she signed the documents implicating Doc Holliday. But then Doc's lifelong friend, Mr. Wyatt Earp, was able to find several witnesses who could say that 
Doc Holliday couldn't have been involved and Doc was freed of all charges. But as far as his relationship with Kate, it was over. It has been said that Kate still haunts there looking for Doc to apologize. Worse than what we think. She could be there looking for another fight. I don't know. <laughs> as we make our way to the top floor before the building burnt down on the top floor was removed, it was also Virgil Earp's It was Virgil Earp's uh, office. <laughs> Sorry. Tombstone's Marshal and Deputy and U.S. Marshal. He was most famous for the gunfight outside the OK Corral with the Cowboys, with alongside with his brothers Morgan and Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday. They say they could see or who they believe is Virgil Earp walking up and down the stairs and into the bathroom downstairs and playing with the lights because his office is no longer up there. As we make our way out of the Crystal Palace Saloon, we make our next stop to the OK Corral where the famous gunfight took place or actually it didn't happen there. It happened six buildings down. It just happened to be the most closest building, I guess. And Wyatt Earp was not the central figure in the fight. It was actually Virgil who was the primary gunslinger in that fight. The Cowboys, Billy Claiborne, Ike, and Billy Clayton, and Tom and Frank McLurry Always had a long feud with Tombstone's lawmen, Virgil Morgan and Wyatt Earp and all of them. When Tombstone had passed a law of orbience, meaning in, in 1881, April 19th, saying that anyone who carried a bowie knife, pistol, rifle, any weapon must leave before entering any building. They must leave it at the front desk, basically. They entered the saloon. They had to be given to the bar manager, bartender. Obviously, this didn't sit well with all the cowboys who thought the herbs as tyrants. The herbs also referred to the cowboys as reckless class of outlaws. Now, the cowboys were lawless, but also legitimate cattlemen thought the term was an insult. Now on October 26, 1881, the cowboys rode into Tombstone and went straight for the gun shop as Virgil watched the cowboys fill the gun belts with ammo. Tension began to rise along with Virgil's hostilities. The cowboys made their way down to the OK Corral while discussing a plan to kill the Earps. The feud hit a boiling point, and that's very easy to do within the desert heat. Now, no one knows why the cowboys made their way down to the narrow the narrow uh, little lot by Fly's Photography Studio. 
that's where the herbs had met with Doc Holliday. When Virgil had called out first to the cowboys to put their hands up, and he just wants the guns. It was so tension from reports. They said that the tension was so basically heavy that you could cut it with a knife. The cowboys refused. And like I said, so began the standoff. Now it's not sure who shot first, but in 30 seconds, 30 shots were fired. They say that it's Frank's bullet that bruised Doc Holliday's hip by grazing his holster. Virgil was shot through the calf, and both Frank and Billy Clayton was killed along with Tom McClurry. Only person not injured was Wyatt Earp. <clears throat> They say that Morgan was injured through his arm. His arm got grazed. There are so many stories from, from Tombstone. There's so many different places. You can go to their graveyard. You can go see all the different reenactments they have. There's even a train that you can ride and they reenact like a, I think it's a, a, a train robbery. Where you can dress up in the colonial times where, and you can get quote unquote robbed. <laughs> I suggest if you go down to Arizona, Definitely go to Tombstone. Go see the Birdcage Theater, the OK Corral, Big Nose Kate Saloon. They even have a couple different graveyards up there. Well, long where Mr. Frank and Billy Clayton along with Tom McGlurry are all buried at. You can see because they're all buried right by side right beside each other. And also in the Birch Cage Theater they actually have the old hearse that they used to ride up and down the streets to carry the dead to the gravesite. I can't tell you how many spirits are attached to that thing now because of that. That's probably what makes the Birdcage Theater a little bit more haunted than any other place. I suggest that if you want to experience a true haunting, go to Tombstone, Arizona. go there and let me know what you find. That was our final stop on our tour of Tombstone. 
Now there is many other places that you can go and see. The land too tough to die. But those who did are stuck there for the end of time. Join us next week as we head to North Yellowstone National Park. The beautiful landscapes and a lot of bone-chilling hauntings and paranormal sightings. I'm your host, Angel Parker, and we will see you in the north.